Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for today, Friday, but also for Saturday and Sunday. It's the weekend. Yay, yay. Uh, I have been waiting for this particular weekend for quite the while as we are doing a, a murder mystery dinner uh, this coming weekend, this Saturday, and uh, I'm excited for that. And hopefully this will start the chat. Uh, so everybody, hello, there we go. Hi, Christine. Good morning, Tom. Perfect. Okay, so got that down. Uh, Asa will not be with us this morning. She said to tell you all hello. She is uh, on her way back from somewhere near the Appalachians uh, from a well-deserved holiday break or uh, break anyway. I'm not sure that it was a holiday. It was just a need to get away. Uh, so how's everybody doing this morning? Hopefully you're all doing fine. Uh, it's been sort of a quiet week astrologically. Some good things happening, though, with Mars having moved into Gemini on Wednesday, giving us access again to some information flow, to being able to chat more, uh, be inspired, follow our curiosity. And until April 23rd, Mars will be in Gemini. So we have some you know, extended period of time now for taking action on ideas, moving forward where before, while he was in the sign of Taurus, things were slowed down a bit. There's a little more um, hesitancy to take action when Mars is in Taurus. Or let's put it this way, when Mars is in Taurus, it's more deliberate action. Now that he's in Gemini, it might be a little bit flighty, might be a little bit scattered, but it feels better to us because we're actually moving ahead. Unless, of course, you are a Taurus or are a, uh, a fixed sign, which would be Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, or Taurus, where now with this energy of motion and mutability and changeability, that might disturb your peace just a bit. Uh, but for the most part, what we're looking at is the ability to take action and move ahead. And that was followed by yesterday's Mercury conjunct Jupiter, which hopefully brought us some good news, brought some things up for you that would show you a direction that you're meant to head in. You might have viewed it as a, a stroke of genius or a stroke of luck. And, you know, in combination with our human design energy at the moment, uh, it could be translated by you as a download or an epiphany or some kind of revelation and might have come out of the blue unexpectedly. And <clears throat> indeed, I had that experience. Uh, wasn't yesterday, though. It was two days ago. So or was it on Tuesday? It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. So it would have been before Mars went into Gemini, and I think it was actually before the Mercury conjunct Jupiter. But remember, you know, we can feel these things coming ahead of time where I, 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 I don't even know how I ended up in this particular class or course that's being offered, but I was added to it. And it is, um, it is sort of a voice coming from the angelic realm asking me to do this course so that I can then take you guys through uh, the process of learning more about your gene keys. So I don't want to say more than that because um, for fortunately or unfortunately, the moment isn't right for me to actually uh, download it to you, mostly because we're still sitting with the sun at the gate 64 confusion and the earth sitting at the gate 63 doubt. So I'm still in a little bit of doubt that this is the right direction, but I'm pretty sure that it came from source as a download. And I just haven't gotten the instruction manual yet. I haven't gotten the pieces that I'm going to put together yet, but I think it's coming because I got to tell you this morning, usually when I'm in the, the bathroom, putting my makeup on and drying my hair, I'm listening to music. And this morning, the theme of almost every song that I was listening to, and I'm listening to like music of the 2000s and two, you know, 2010s, modern music, right? The hit musics. They were all songs about angels, angelic guidance, and, and listening to an, an angelic presence. And, you know, you often don't hear that in, in the more, um, shall I say, modern music, right? So the fact that I was hearing this 
gave me sort of insight that there must be something that is coming that will help me to reveal what it is I'm next doing, which was so interesting to me, right, that I'm hearing it through music. I mean, I think I'm just turning it on to have something to listen to while I'm, you know, doing my routines. <laughs> and instead, I'm getting messages. It was too weird. And uh, I know when that happens that because it caught my attention, uh, that there's some message coming. And in fact, yesterday, I I saw the time flip to 555, which I hadn't been seeing those triple numbers in a while either. So messages coming, right? So I want to hear your experiences. Tell me in the chat how you guys are doing with that. Are you feeling confused? Are you here? Are you being very super sensitive? The sun in Pisces, very sensitive to picking up the angelic realm, to picking up the uh, voices from the unseen realm, your guides or your spirit, your, your higher self even, and um, maybe giving you direction or maybe helping you to see what your next steps are. So I'd be interested to see if you guys were experiencing that as well. Uh, good morning, Kathleen and JLo. Good to see you. Woohoo. She says that will be me. I'm ready to shake and bake in a good way. <laughs> Pauline Blenner. Oh my God. I am so glad to see you because I have been wondering since I think October, November, maybe it was November, where you went. What happened to you? It's like you just fell off the face of the planet. And uh, Asa and I were both like, what happened to Pauline? So it's so good to see you. I hope you're doing well. And I hope your family as well. J-Lo with my birthday on April 23rd and Debbie Tibbetts Tumio's birthday is also on that day as well. Corey, good morning. Uh, Corey, if you are the Corey that just signed up to have a reading with me, a human design reading, check your email because I sent you a link to schedule your reading and I haven't seen that come through yet. So I'm not sure if there's a disconnect, maybe you're not getting my email, but if you're not the right Corey, then forget what I just said. <laughs> back, back, back. Uh, but if you are the right one, check your email so that you can get your reading scheduled. Jennifer Peachy, happy Friday, I love that. Uh, Jayla or Christine, sorry, that's wonderful, Janet. Thank you. Oh, snap. I joined a course myself also to better understand myself through the gene keys. I love it. Kathleen Mallory, enjoying hearing of your intuition and your angel messages, Janet. Uh, love it. No way, Janet, me and my daughter Jacqueline, she is 17, have been seeing 555 everywhere. And now my right ear is ringing. I love that too. Um, Christine, wondering about Sylvester too. Oh my gosh, you're right. You're right, Christine. I haven't seen him out here either. Sylvester Miller, I think was it was. We might need to go look these people up and tell them that we are thinking about them. The other person I haven't seen lately is Amy Moore. And she used to be out here every morning as well. I'm wondering maybe she got a job that takes her away and maybe she's listening in podcast. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Corey says, I am, I saw and got distracted. <laughs> it's all right, Corey. Everything happens in right and perfect timing. That I know for sure. But I have had a couple of instances lately where people didn't get my emails, which is always so infuriating because, um, you know, how are you supposed to do business if Gmail is or some other program is, uh, you know, Un, I don't know if it's surreptitious or not. They just seem to block certain emails that come in. So I just needed to check. Okay. Uh, Adrienne Jones, good morning to you. It was great talking to you this week and glad to see everybody out here this morning. And remember, we don't have Asa with us this morning. So if you have questions um, and I miss it, type it in a second or third time so I can catch that. Uh, because right now I need to switch screens and go over to Zoom where I can start talking to you about the astrology of the day, of the weekend, in fact. So here we go. Today we are sitting with the moon in Sagittarius. I kind of feel like that is driving some of my feelings of optimism and excitement to be in the day. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to our dinner tomorrow night where I get to dress up. I will take pictures because we are all dressed up in character period costumes from the 1920s over here on my dresser. I should have picked it up to show you guys. It's my flapper dress. It's going to be fun. I've never, ever been so excited to dress up in my life. Usually I'm like, no, 
really don't want to do that, uh, but I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I don't know if it's still on the bed. Yes, you can see maybe if, which way do I need to move so you guys can see the horse horse head there. <laughs> Guess you know my husband is a jockey, <laughs> a horse jockey. So I thought it would be funny if I got him a little stick horse. <laughs> Imagine this, right, Terry, my husband, the one who dyes his beard and does all kinds of funny things, riding in to the dinner on a little stick horse. It's going to be great. Perfect. I can't wait. Uh, let's go to the astrology, shall we? Moon in Sagittarius. We are on a quest for truth. Now, the moon is in Sagittarius all day today. And then early tomorrow morning, very early, say 1.45 a.m. my time, 4.45 for you guys on the East Coast, the moon is going to move into the void, still in Sagittarius, but the void will last all the way until 6.21 p.m. So it's a very long void, of course, moon. So we have Sagittarius energy that we're caught up in for two full days here and uh, caught up in, but you know, it's a good caught up in. I was a little leery about that void, of course, um, wondering like what was gonna be the last aspect. And the last aspect is actually going to be a square from the moon to Neptune, which is not all that bad. It helps us to be more imaginative. It helps us to be more creative. So while the moon in Sagittarius has, you know, specific things that it's all about, we're going to add a dose of creativity and imagination into it as we go into the weekend. And that will hold with us through a, almost all a day of, on Saturday. In fact, for those of you on the East Coast, that won't be until what, 9.21 p.m.? So uh, you guys will have an extended period of time literally throughout your whole waking day of the moon in Sagittarius. So we're on a quest for truth and for spiritual truth in particular. We are having to be aware that our truths are sort of liquid. They are sort of different from one person to the next. That doesn't make our truths incorrect, but there are certain um, <clears throat> truths that are true no matter who you are and where you are, those we call universal truths. So in some respects, we are on a quest for finding universal truths, those organizing principles that mean the same, no matter who you are, where you are, and uh, what life form you are here on the planet, or in this particular universe, universal truths, right? Like love is a universal truth. It's something that I think we can all agree uh, we need more of in the world. I think it's something that we can all agree that we need as much as we need sunshine and water and food to live and breathe and uh, live out the highest of our life purpose here on the planet. So we're looking for the truth. We're looking for uh, more guidance. Uh, we may be easily connected to our guides, and that may be something that was happening for me this morning in listening to songs on the radio that seemed to have all of those angelic messages coming in, that there was an openness to receiving the messages. Um, the moon in Sagittarius is also connected to the natural world, to nature, to being out there with the wind and the sun and the rain or whatever it is, feet on the ground, perhaps. For a lot of you, the ground's warming up and it's feeling very much like spring. I even think I heard a frog outside the other night. I mean, we're getting to that time where, you know, the frogs are going to start singing and it's going to start smelling very perfumey at night. I really look forward to that time as it noted that we notice the shift in the seasons, connecting more with the natural world. But it also means for us connecting more with our intuition or with our higher self. So there's that part of the moon going through Sagittarius that may be happening for everybody as well, a strengthened sense of um, hearing an inner voice or being able to follow your instinct and your intuition. Uh, Sagittarius is a fire sign. All of our fire signs in some way hearken to the energy of freedom. 
freedom here is about the adventure, about seeing life as the adventure or an exploration, maybe engaging in something that broadens your horizon. That might mean foreign travel. It might mean even if we can't travel there in the physical, um, looking at travel guides or planning vacations or uh, even just exploring, you know, different cultures that you are interested in. Uh, but in some way, exploring the larger world, the world outside of just your own window into the world. Sagittarius specifically rules the law. It's interesting because I've been watching different Supreme Court rulings coming in. The court seems to be very active at the moment. No big surprise here where the law is engaged. Um, attorneys, lawsuits, uh, anything to do with court proceedings are all favored now. It's almost like Jupiter also sort of gives us um, a, a goal or a, an ambition to right the wrongs, right? So the, the courts are a way to right the wrongs. Uh, but there is also ethics and integrity and morality here, uh, conscience, right? Conscience. So the law not being... Um, needing to ha have those ethics and those those sort of um, issues around transparency in order to operate properly in the world. Optimism, faith, good luck. Jupiter brings us all of those. And as Jupiter is the ruler of Sagittarius, we get sort of a bump in those kinds of energies. There's generosity here. There's love here. And there is the love of being in the larger, wider world, being in your body and experiencing everything, every all the delights of the physical planet. Higher education also covered by the sign of Sagittarius. So college level, university level, or um, even sort of the, the courses and so forth that you take that broaden your horizons after you've finished your primary education. It also rules philosophy. I, I gotta tell you, I bought a book this week. Um, I do this all the time and then, and then I forget why I did it, but there was something that prompted me to do this. Uh, but I bought a book on the I Ching and it is uh, written by a Chinese man, an elder who actually went back to the actual ancient Chinese uh, writing, the expression of this uh, di divination tool called the I Ching. And he does a fine job of explaining what the uh, each of the gates are in terms of where we are in our evolution as humans, etc. It's deep. It's like reading the gene keys. And remember that human design and the gene keys are based on the divination system called the I Ching, where there are 64 hexagrams that relate to how it is that we are evolving in our lives. And uh, it, it was interesting to note how some of that wisdom from, uh, I don't remember, 3,500 years ago, a long time ago, long time ago in history, uh, are still applicable to today. So, so fascinating. Uh, so anybody interested in the I Ching, I can uh, list the name of the book. I think it's just called I Ching, uh, but I need to get you the author's name because um, there are several books out there called I Ching, and now I cannot remember the name of the author. So if you want to expand your knowledge or expand what you know about a subject, you know, looking up another facet of that subject is a good deal during a moon in Sagittarius. Now, of course, there are the more negative aspects as well that are available to us. And some of those are about carelessness. Carelessness in terms of the things you say, what you blurt out sometimes, right? Blunt communication. One of the highlights of uh, Sagittarius is their ability to be honest and true. Uh, but sometimes that honesty and that truth comes out without the invitation, which means it's also something that can hurt people's feelings. Not that it shouldn't have been said, but perhaps it needed to be said in a, in a better way, better timing, etc. So we want to be able to watch out for that. Uh, shortcuts. Now, I always think of Sagittarians as sort of the manifesting generators of um, the, the Zodiac because they do get themselves involved in so many things and they can take shortcuts. But sometimes that shortcut leads them to discover that they've been careless in something, forgotten something, need to go back and repair something first in order to keep moving forward. So we have that as a, pot as a potential trouble spot. 
Um, excesses. Remember, the sign is ruled by Jupiter. That can sometimes take us, you know, if it feels good, if a little bit feels good, then a lot feels much better, right? <laughs> so sometimes proportion is out of sync with what's real. So we have to watch for excesses. Self-righteousness is probably the biggest issue that happens on a wider scale, on a more collective scale with Sagittarius energy as we all sort of are um, held to our beliefs. What we think we, be what we believe, we believe is correct. And um, that why doesn't the whole world believe the way that we do? So self-righteousness is when you are trying to imprint your beliefs, your philosophies onto other people without giving them the freedom of their own choice of philosophy or religion or whatever it is that they want to believe in. So it's an interesting sort of uh, negative side of the energy. Um, but of course, you know, we have a choice of how it is that we're going to behave. So you don't always have to, we don't have to be at that negative end. We can stop ourselves if we are in response as opposed to reaction. We can stop ourselves before we insert foot in mouth and say something we shouldn't have said. Uh, in the body, Sagittarius rules the hips, the liver, the thighs, and also sciatica, a condition of uh, the nerves, I believe, a pinched nerve or something in uh, the spine. And that can affect the legs, it can affect the back, it can affect the arms. So sciatica might mean that somewhere in Sagittarius, something has gotten pinched uh, or something has been impinged upon in your body. All right. Uh, today in uh, the aspects that the moon is making, we have some really positive energies and we have a couple that just give me pause, but not particularly in a bad way, <laughs> shall I say. Um, we have sextiles to Saturn and we have sextiles to Jupiter and to Mercury, but we have a square to Venus and we have a square to the sun. Uh, let's deal with the square to the sun first, shall we? Because the square to the sun means that we are at the crisis of consciousness point in our cycle of the moon. So remember, we enter into the new cycle with the new moon. Then we come to the first uh, quarter moon, which is the first 90 degree or square relationship of, between the moon and the sun. And that is our crisis of action. We might be meeting up with an obstacle to our being able to enact our, our goals or our intentions for uh, that new moon. So we have to be able to go with the flow, if you will. And so the crisis of consciousness happens halfway between the new moon and the full moon. Then we have the full moon, which we just had last week. So the full moon brings things into completion or reveals something. Um, create some path of completion perhaps for us. And then we come to the next quarter. So uh, seven days later, 90 degrees later, the moon and the sun are in the closing square of the cycle that began at the new moon. That closing square is called the crisis of consciousness. It is at this point where we discover that there isn't an obstacle in the outer world that we need to shift, that we're shifting something within our consciousness. Either we have a thought or a belief pattern in place that is uh, stopping us, or um, we have a, a, some unconsciousness that we have to bring up to the surface in order to complete the path to what it is that we were trying to create. So often we can see this in um, uh, suddenly hearing, you know, that we suddenly hear this thought that we have that uh, keeps telling us, no, you can't do that. Or the, you know, the voice in your head that is really your mother or something that your friend said or your sibling said or your father about what you could or couldn't do, who you could or couldn't be. That voice, if you're hearing it, is still in your consciousness and it could be a, po a positive thing, sure, but it often is a pattern that has been used against you to keep you from moving ahead. So consciousness means it's real simple. Start changing the belief pattern. Start changing your thinking. Uh, get out of stinking thinking and into positive thinking, and you can change your experience of what's happening in your life.
Now, while the sun and the moon are in this square to one another, there's this challenge, right? But as well as the moon is moving through Sagittarius, we also know that the north and the south nodes are moving through Gemini Sagittarius. So we have the moon today going to be in a conjunction with the south node. Now, what does that mean? Well, the south node shows us where our attachments are to the past to old habits, to um, doing things the way we've always done them. And, you know, going backwards is kind of the theme in the South Node, where the purpose of the nodal axis is to push us to the North Node, right? We're being pushed to move along the line of destiny toward the North Node. But sometimes on days like today, perhaps we get caught up in the past. So today we might discover where we are attached to something in our past, to old habits or behaviors that are not necessarily supportive of our moving forward. So today might be a day where we, through a crisis of consciousness or through that connection to the South Node, discover what's been working in our lives, what no longer works in our lives, and to be able to process through process means to emotionally take responsibility for and to learn to let go of that which isn't serving you and to be able to create space for moving forward right to the north node which is in gemini so the moon will be in opposition to the north node bringing us the, the thoughts of um what more is possible and as well the idea of curiosity and following uh what life is bringing you to and asking questions like why is this showing up in my life now what does this mean to me uh what do, what do, what is this connected to maybe from my past that might be a good way to look at something so if you're struggling or if you're coming to some kind of point in your in your life this week where the past is showing up hardcore um, the question is, why is this showing up now? What is this showing me about me? How is this my, in, in my highest and best? So it's not about shying away from it or repeating the past because that would be a big mistake. Um, instead, wondering why is this showing up and letting your sort of intuition lead you to the answers that will help you understand what is happening right in the now. Uh, okay, so that's uh, today. Today's also 10 intuiting in the Pleiadian calendar and or the Pleiadian Earth calendar. 10 intuiting is an interesting energy because 10, everything that we've talked about this morning seems to already be here embodied in that 10 intuiting. First of all, 10 is a, as a number of manifesting. So it means that whatever's uppermost in our mind, whatever it is that we're focusing energy and emotion and desire toward is what is manifesting in our lives. That might be a great thing if you've been focused on the positive of the positive expression of what it is you want or what you want to create, but it can also be not so good if what you've been focused on is the whole, right? The whole instead of what's that hole going to be filled with or what can I fill that hole with uh, and instead looking at as some kind of deficit or something you don't have in your life um, either way what you're focusing on is what the manifestation will be bringing to you and if you want to know what it is that you're thinking about because you don't know what you've been thinking about take a look in your outer world what's showing up Whatever's showing up in your outer world for good or evil or good or bad uh, is uh, what you've been focused on, right? So if you've been focused on fear or on scary things or on what you don't want, then you're getting more of that. But if you've been focused on what more is possible and being optimistic, seeing, you know, on, on love or whatever in the positive, then that's what you're beginning to see in your outer world as well right now. So it really brings the responsibility back to us right, to, to keep our thoughts and our desires and our emotions clear uh, on what we desire or what we really do, what direction we want to go, holding it lightly, right, we don't want to have an attachment to it happening this way at this time with that person, blah, 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 we want to hold it lightly so that the universe can bring us the best, the highest and best for us in the right timing with the right people right opportunities. Uh, intuiting energy is really about our natural ability to tap into our instinct. The Before you had focus on your logical mind, 
you had focus in your body that we call intuition or instinct. The body has served humans well for millennia, millenniums, millennia, and is, has been able to provide us with that, that instinct and that wisdom to know what to do in the moment, to know where to be, who to be with, and what to be doing. It's uh, very connected to that gut check that we get that says, ah, I got to call somebody like, or I've got to go do this. And doing that happen, something happens really positive out of that, or, or you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. So here we're, we're kind of tuned inward, listening to the voice within, uh, listening, if you will, to the strands of consciousness that connect us all. Um, we think that we are these complete individuals, right, that are not connected. But I tell you, if that's what you believe, you're totally wrong, because there are strands of energy, if you will, um, that connect all of us. We call it the collective unconscious, or we call it the collective or the collective consciousness. That is what collects or collectively binds us together or connects us up. So we can be, you know, in tune with what's going on around the world um, in, in any moment, right? All we have to do is tune in. Tuning in is as easy as turning off all of the outside and looking inward. And that's where we have our very first um, energy of knowing what's going on in our uh, outer world and what it is that we need to be, uh, where we need to be moving towards. I hope, it, it, I hope that's clear for you because it wasn't until really around the 1400s uh, where we began to become more mind-oriented, more uh, dependent upon the mind. It's not that we didn't think before, because we did. It's not that we didn't have um, the ability to learn and make connections with our mind before, because we did. But when we were looking at what should we do and when should we do it, we were tapped into something more wise. And we could say in human design, that's our spleen energy, right? The energy of the intuition, right? That part of us, that body wisdom. So body wisdom. All right. So I'm going to head over here real quickly and see how everybody's doing in the chat. Um, Thank you, JLo, for that, uh, to make sure everybody, if you're enjoying the video, to hit the thumbs up button. I so have gotten away from asking you all to do that, but please do that. Hit the thumbs up button and please share the video with your friends. If you're enjoying it, someone else in your world might like this as well. And if you haven't yet done it, please hit the subscribe button uh, underneath the, the video itself. Uh, did I see Kamal's name show up out here? Ay, 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 I thought I did. Kamal, good morning. It's great to see you out there as well. And Kathleen Mallory says, I am interested in the book I Ching you mentioned. I'll share it in the astrology community, uh, living astrology community after we're done this morning. Uh, let's see here. Uh, every message that you put out, JLo, about that, they've monitored. That's too funny. Uh, so please let, uh, do as JLo suggested <laughs> and hit the thumbs up button under the video. Uh, okay, Corey, uh, JLo, my right ear was also ringing this morning. And Janet, I've been seeing 313 and 333 for the last year or so. And also some of your emails do go to my junk for some reason, right? Doesn't that just annoy the heck out of you? I can tell you, like when I send out an email to my list, I will uh, get a notice from MailChimp, who's my, my mail distributor, if you will, that 70% of my list did not open up my email. And I can almost guarantee you, because I'll see people's names on that list that do follow me, my work, uh, because they didn't get it, or it's in their junk, or their spam folders, or uh, in, it went uh, somewhere in you know that closet that Gmail or AOL or any of the hotmails have. Uh, so always, if you think you should be receiving something from me, then uh, check your spam or check your in Gmail, there's those tabs. And one of the tabs is called promotions. And often my own mail that I send, because I get a copy of everything I send out, goes to the promotions folder. 
even though it's coming from me to my email address, it still does that. And periodically I have found my own stuff in the junk mail. <clears throat> Frustration, right? But c'est la vie, right? I don't have any control over that. I can only do what I can do to try to keep it to going to the right places. So uh, check those places, everybody. Uh, okay. Uh, Corey says, yes, more birds are chirping in the morning again. I know I love it. The sunrise the other morning was so gorgeous. I took pictures of it. I should have shared them, but for some reason it just didn't telescope the feeling that I was really getting from getting from that sunrise feeling. Um, Kathleen, okay. Yeah, I will. Like I said, I'll post that up for you. And thank you, Kathleen. And let's see, ironic, JLo says, my kid's father has sciatica and he has some nerves on his neck and lower back issues. So the, the back, the spine itself is ruled by, oops, I got caught up, um, is ruled by Leo. But the nerves being impinged and creating a, a condition named sciatica happens to come through Sagittarius. So, uh, you know, I'm not real well-versed on medical astrology, but I can, you can almost see sometimes when a certain part of the body is afflicted by something that it's related to the sign in that person's chart and what planets might be there. It's also pretty obvious in human design. We see in like, for example, in human design, the gate 39, which is called the gate of, um, oh, huh. I have this little cheat sheet up here nowadays because I've been writing, 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 recalibration in quantum human design, but provocation in traditional human design uh, often has something to do with people that have diabetes. So it is an emotional eating issue. And so eating disorders are often easily identified in human design. Um, also in um, astrology, digestive issues pop up in the sign of Virgo, not being able to assimilate food. Uh, cancer can sometimes be uh, a sign where stomach issues might be the source of problems. Maybe it's the solar plexus, the emotions, so forth. So it's always kind of interesting to look at and to understand the parts of the body that the signs rule. Um, Corey, hold it lightly difficult because as easygoing as I am, I get the idea and I'm off. Um, so... There's nothing wrong with taking action on an idea. And of course, that's related to your human design. So your type and your strategy, and then as well, the authority that you have in your human design on what you need to do before you actually take action. Some of you are designed to be spontaneous and your intuition, when it speaks in the moment, you can take action on that especially if it's something that's shown up in your outer world and you're a generator or a manifesting generator, or if it's an invitation because you are a projector, or if it's a creative light bulb that went off in your head, if you are a manifester, um, then, you know, other authorities take more time, right? The, the emotional solar plexus in about 50% of the population, it's defined, which means that it is the source of the authority in a chart, the final authority, if you will, in a chart, which means that you, you use your strategy for your type, but then you might need to wait for emotional clarity before you take action, right? Emotional clarity before you take action, which slows things down right? It slows things down. I tell people at least 24 hours, but that's only if you've been able to get clarity in that 24 hours. If at the end of 24 hours, you're still sort of waffling or not sure, then it's not time to make the decision yet. So a lot of our ability to make decisions and to do the right thing um, in human design is based on um, where it, where our authority is. And then if you completely ignore your authority and your strategy, then likely the problems start to show up in the physical because you're running off doing things that have no meaning or you're speaking when you're not invited to do so and it you know, clogs up your thyroid or your throat. Uh, so lots of things that we can look at when uh, we're talking about the body and health issues, so. Tom, you've got some nerve. <laughs> Always the witty person, aren't you? Kathleen Mallory, email. Sometimes I check all mail tab if I'm watching for something. Good idea. Good idea, Kathleen. Pauline Blenner says, I'm a Sag and I have, I, I, I have sciatica. Um, definitely 
you know, something to look at in your chart. Where is Sagittarius? What house is it in? What is its meaning in your life? If you're a Sagittarius, where is the Sagittarius sun in your chart? Are you living life in joy and, and creativity and in freedom with adventure and exploration as sort of a theme um, or, or not? So, I mean, it can be any number of things too, Pauline. So we'd have to look at a chart to see that. Uh, there is something else I wanted to talk about this morning because there are some of you out there who have a 12th house sun and the 12th house. So in an astrology chart, the 12th house, the final house um, of, the, of the 12 houses. And it's often the place that we astrologers often think of as a place of limitation, of blocks, self-sabotage. Uh, self-sabotaging behaviors, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And um, I was thinking about that this morning, and I had read an article a couple of days ago that really started to make me think about this because I have a 12th house son. And the 12th house son, rather than thinking of it as a place, a prison, which is another word that would they use, and every one of you has a 12th house, by the way. So if you have your chart, go look at your 12th house. Are there planets in that house? What sign is on that house? That's going to tell you what planet plays in there the most or affects it the most. Is It's a sign, it's a place or a house that connects us all to the collective unconscious or the collective consciousness. And so when we talk about things to, like today where we have this ability to tap into our intuition, we can also tap into the collective consciousness. And if your 12th house son is there, you know exactly what to say, what to do, where to be, uh, because you're, you're tapped into a field of energy that is in the unseen realm, right? You don't know why you're calling someone or going somewhere or bringing up a specific topic. Um, you're just following uh, the signs and the signals coming from the collective unconscious. Uh, J-Lo tiptoes. I don't know. I shake up the 12th house. So um, maybe they gave me the wrong placement. <laughs> uh, no, it's not necessarily, you know, you're, I think you have Gemini on your 12th house, don't you, J-Lo? So Gemini would be a Mercury uh, flavored sort of house. And so you're here to speak, right? To speak the truth, to speak a, to speak up rather than stay quiet. My only caveat to that for you would be to make sure that you have the invitation to speak, right? Because otherwise people may not hear you correctly or might not recognize the spirit in which you are delivering what you're saying. So being quiet is sometimes the pathway to get into um, what it is that you need to say because you get invited in to share. And I don't remember your, so Taurus is in your 12th house or you have a 12th house son too? Let me know. Uh, anyway, so lots of things for us to consider, you know, right now with uh, what it is that's coming up for us in, from an intuition level, but also from um, our inner consciousness and what is it that it's prompting us to do? What's it prompting us to be? Kathleen, my partner has Aries son in the first house at almost two degrees, just missed the 12th house. Yeah, the 12th house... Um, the 12th house is the house of the dawn, if you will. Uh, dawn before sunrise. So that, that first light um, in the morning, uh, because the rising sign is when the sun breaks the horizon, right? When the sun breaks the horizon, now we're in the first house. But, you know, you know that before the sun rises, there's light, right? We see, we see the sky. Uh, moving from darkness to light. And that 12th house is about that, moving from darkness to light, bringing in things from the unseen into the scene, right? Into out of the darkness and into the light. So that is a, a better expression, I think, of the 12th house. And no matter what you have on your 12th house, it is what it is that you're bringing out of the darkness and into the light. Hmm. That might be an interesting way to look at your 12th house now. Valerie Jocelyn, good morning. Moon Cancer, 12th house, any advice? Right, you're bringing wisdom, you're bringing insight, you're bringing intuition, you're bringing soul connections out of the darkness and into the light, Valerie. Uh, J-Lo says it is Taurus, so Taurus grounded energy, uh, the energy of um, stability and foundation. So, so unconsciously, perhaps, or in the unconscious patterns that you have 
is this idea of creating a foundation, a sturdy, stable, strong foundation, sustainability, right? And bringing it close to the earth, right? Bringing it close to the earth to be grounded in. Lenny, good morning. Oh my gosh, it's great to see you. She says, hi, Janet. Good morning. Happy to be able to pop in today with Sag in Mercury. With Sag Mercury, it pulls for me to say hello and to communicate. I'm all about the light. Of course you are. Look at all those little emoticons. The sun, a heart with sparkles, sparkling stars, a big bright smile with sparkling teeth. Everything about you is sparkling light. I love it. You know, um, so when I first started learning human design, I was learning this through Karen Curry Parker, who is still the one that I'm doing uh, quantum human design with. She said that you can tell a lot about yourself by what it is that you doodle on a page, right? It gives you clues and insights into your personality. Um, and it's funny because what I always draw a lot of when I'm doodling is hearts and the sun, trees, um, diamond shapes. So I thought it was sort of funny because in my incarnation cross, I, I'm born with a life purpose of the love of spirit and the love of being in the physical body. So love, 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 right? I love love. And I love hearts. Um, so you guys who get emails from me, I, I can't resist putting emoticons. Sometimes I'm like, oh, Janet, you're being so not businesslike, but I can't help myself. You get smiles, you get hearts, you get prayerful hands, thankful hands, uh, because that's just how I roll. And I can't stop myself. If I could doodle a note to you, you would have hearts and trees and hearts with people and flowers and all kinds of really positive things. So you've got this thing that says Linny's brilliant, sparkling light and then look at those emoticons, what you're choosing to doodle with in uh, speaking of, you know, in, in texting. JLo, Mercury is there, so is Sedna and Celine. So, uh, okay, so Mercury, a voice, speaking the voice, speaking from the voice of Taurus, apparently. Um, then as well, Sedna having to mature that voice so that you're not speaking out of turn or speaking because I remember you have the gate 17, not, you know, spouting a bunch of opinions without facts. And uh, so that's a maturing process. And Celine is the white moon and she shows what you're really good at. So in some ways, you're really good at bringing in to consciousness information from super unconsciousness or from the super consciousness. But again, those things need to be shared with an invitation because you're often sharing wisdom or some kind of, you know, imp something of importance with people. And if they are not ready to hear it, then you can get yourself into trouble. Debbie Tippett's two meal. I draw flowers and swirls. Okay. And Debbie, what is your name on Instagram? Is it or Facebook? It's flower child Deb or something like that. Flower girl, uh, Deb. So flowers, right? The beauty of flowers. Maybe it's about the, the, maybe your part of your life path about bringing in the fullness of life, right? Summertime. Uh, you're kind of born in the mid spring. So maybe bringing when the flowers really start to bloom. So you're blooming in this lifetime. Nope. Mercury gets me into trouble. JLo says it gets you into trouble. If you speak without being asked, right? If you're speaking something, whether you think it's true or not, but when you're speaking from opinion, especially people aren't going to want to hear it unless they've asked you to share it with them. That's important to remember, <laughs> especially with the 12th house there, because the 12th house can also make you withdraw away because now you feel vulnerable or criticized or judged uh, from sharing something that was um, deep within your soul. You know, you made a soul to soul connection, um, but without the invitation to speak, now that person is irritated with you or thinks you're full of BS and they don't want to hear it anymore. So they withdraw or they pull away and you withdraw because you feel hurt or critiqued or something like that. All right time. All right, let's get on to Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I wanted to quick share my screen here and give you some human design tidbits because we uh, have lots. Let's see, which one do I want to share first? 
Hmm, of course I can't read. Yeah, let's look at this one first. If it's the wrong one, we'll change. Aha, here we are. We are at the end of the first week of March in our human design. Um, this is about curiosity, the gate 63, where the sun is having us let go of self-doubt, um, staying curious as to why or what or how things are going to happen from the universe's perspective, not, not you trying to figure it out, letting the universe sort of provide solutions and answers for you. The earth at the gate 64, divine transference. This used to be called confusion. It is called confusion in traditional human design. The gene key, the shadow of confusion, the gene key for the sun is the shadow of doubt. So what I want you to really understand about this is that the earth always is what needs grounding in. So even if you don't have gate 64 defined right now, the sun, or excuse me, the earth is sitting at your gate 64. It is up in the head center. See it right here. Uh, it's in the very top center and it's leading down toward the Ajna. So it is taking in information from the super consciousness, from the universe, universal consciousness. It's just information coming in and I, through ideas and inspiration, right? It's ideas and inspiration, it's imagination, it's creativity, but often it comes in wholly formed, but no manual. Now, what do I do with all of this? So sometimes those best ideas that come in with downloads are meant to have you wait until you have clarity or wait until an aha moment or an epiphany happens. So we're waiting here. So what we have to ground in is that we are willing to stay open and curious as to how this is going to um, expand out into the world. And if we can do that, then we have a better opportunity with the sun at gate 63 to stay curious and open-minded and not get caught up in the figuring it out or into the doubt. I mean, how many times have you gotten a great idea, but no real, you know, inkling about how, how am I supposed to roll this out or how am I, what am I supposed to do with this? And then you try to figure it out. Now you're in your head. Instead, just relax and just be curious and wait for the universe to reveal that to you. So we're finishing this up on Saturday, and then we will move into the next um, gates, set of gates. And I'm going to bring those up for you. Um, is it this one? Yes, there it is. Week two, March 7th through 12th. So from Sunday through um, next Thursday or Friday. Um, the, this is, this is where the freaking epiphany comes. <laughs> so if you could be patient, right? If you could be patient from, uh, what might be like me right now, I'm dying to share with you all something of major importance that I want to do, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have no clue. I have no clue what it's going to look like. Who's going to be a part of it. Who's not all of that is still all, you know, sort of wishy-washy up there, but I'm waiting because next week the earth is going to be at the gate 47. The gate 47 is where the epiphany or the revelation comes that makes the click with the, the download that you might have received or with what comes next. So it is taking us into a positive mindset, not stinking thinking where it's like, oh, well, that was a great idea, Janet, but how what are you going to do that? You, you know, you're never going to be able to do what it is that you think you want to do, yada, yada, yada. That would be stinking thinking. Instead, I'm like, oh, I'm really curious now. Uh, first of all, it's something showed up in my outer world. So I know it's correct for me. I've got that. I just don't know the how. I don't know the how yet. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do what it is that was downloaded to me to do. So I'm waiting, right? my next steps will be revealed to me and I will align myself with those steps as they appear because I know that that's coming. So we have collectively this opportunity to have something revealed to us in the following week of the download, right? So the download last this week, next week, the epiphany. And then the sun at the gate 22 asks you to surrender right? To have the courage to follow your passions by staying aligned with inspiration. 
I'm so excited still about what it is that was downloaded, even though I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to stay excited. I'm going to stay curious. I'm going to stay open-minded until the revelation comes. So next week, right, is about regulating the mind and the emotions so that we can fully trust that everything is happening in the best way possible based on universal timing, not our timing. So next week is probably going to be a great week <laughs> for that kind of information, uh, for things to come clear. Now, I thought I had also opened up, um, I did have a human design chart. There we go. So now I'm going to share my screen with you again, because I'm not sure if I mentioned this on Monday when we were chatting, that the planet Uranus has now changed gates. Um, he did so on the 2nd of March. Those of you in the Human Design 2021 course probably read through this, but now we have the planet Uranus, who's the awakener, right? The liberator, the planet that is shaking us up in some way. And by the way, hopefully all my New Zealand people uh, did well yesterday through, they had like three major big earthquakes in a row, an eight, a seven something, another seven something, and then an 8.1, yikes, right? And they were under a tsunami watch for a while. I don't know, it, I didn't hear the results of that, whether they had the tsunami or not, but hopefully those of you who listen to us from New Zealand are doing well uh, and are safe. Um, Uranus, changing gates, that, that energy when Uranus changes brings us striking, shocking even at times energies. So shocking in this way is about blessings, the gate 24. The gate 24 is sitting on the Ajna and it's moving up toward the head center. And right now we still have Pluto sitting at gate 61. So we also have this whole entire channel defined. If you have it already defined in your own personal life, you're just adding a new flavor perhaps to the energies that we're going to talk about. If you haven't got 61 or 24, now you have them, right? You have the whole channel defined. So it brings this energy into play in your life. Now, the gate 24 on the Ajna with Uranus is taking us on a trip through gratitude, uh, through faith, having faith, through releasing our rationalization of why things are happening the way they are, or um, rationalizing the old stories that we have. The 24 is often related to the stories that we, we tell from our past and is, uh, you know, sometimes our rationalizing, well, uh, that was happening because sometimes we're rationalizing it because we're not good enough. We don't have enough value uh, or we rationalize, you know, things that have happened to us, abuses that even that have happened to us because, oh, I deserved that or something like that. So here's an opportunity for every one of you, every one of us to take a look at the stories that we're telling. So I don't want to say that, no, nothing bad has ever happened in your life because you are who you are because of all of the things that have occurred in your life. But do you have to keep telling the same story? Can you rewrite the story? Can you tell from the past, I gained this, right? I gained more love, self-love. I gained more uh, recognition. I gained more feeling of, of independence, whatever it is. The gate 24 now is in Uranus territory or in Uranus terms telling us that we have a grand opportunity to release ourselves from the past with gratitude, right? Have being grateful for all of the experiences because they brought us to this moment where we can choose again, right? And we can rewrite, we can change the story. There's a lot of energy in this uh, 2021 about rewriting of a story. And uh, we have the collective story, right? Our human story. And we have the facts and all of those things that contribute to the story. We also have our mythologies, right? We have all of those stories that hold some sort of secrets in, in, in the telling of them that maybe we haven't quite defined or divined yet. Um, and then we have those stories, those personal stories that we tell uh, about, you know, that time when, um, when my partner broke up with me or when I lost that job or, uh, right? Whatever it is, 
retell the story. That's our opportunity now. Uranus is only here for a few months before he moves back to the 27. Uh, oh no, yeah, actually he moves on to the two. Um, so take advantage right now of the ability to rewrite your story. Go back to your journals even and look at the stories you've told in your journals and see if you can rewrite them as a journey, a journal journey. There you go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. Questions. Anybody have questions about human design, about Uranus? Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, love some of those new quantum names of human design gates. I know. I love them. I love them. Uh, so great. You're sharing this with us. I also have something new I'm going to offer. And my intuition is to wait till it's more clear and revealed to me. Perfect, Lenny. Uh, J-Lo, wow, I just told my 17-year-old something similar. Kathleen, I'm so grateful for you and all my, we're great. I'm grateful for all of you. Uh, she says she wishes she can change something of her past choices. I told her never say that, but just take the lesson and know it made you who you are today, right? Add to the story. Um, okay, lastly, before I, I leave for this morning, uh, tomorrow the sun, or excuse me, the moon, tomorrow night, so on Sunday will be the first full day of the moon in Capricorn and Capricorn, totally different energy from Sagittarius where Sagittarius is fire, Capricorn is earth. This takes care of our future needs. That's where our, our focus starts to go to what do we need to make our lives more stable, more of a foundation that will last the test of time. Uh, responsibility, right? Our personal responsibility in everything, self-discipline, our public image, our reputation, Capricorn moon rules, goals, and ambitions, success, recognition, and how are we uh, seen for our accomplishments, but more importantly, how do you view yourself in what you have accomplished? Um, management and being in charge, this is the sign of the boss, if you will, or the authority figure. And it is also about respect, right? We, how, you know, you show up as a leader or as an authority figure um, demands respect, right? Or do you, uh, are you demanding respect or are you commanding respect, delegating responsibilities? Uh, it rules all authority figures from our father figures to our bosses, to our uh, police and, and, you know, authority figures that we think of outside of the world, or I mean, in our outer world. And excessive control is the negative side. Where are we finding ourselves in a lack of joy, stern, maybe too serious, um, pessimism and inflexibility? These might be things that start to pop up for the next couple of days uh, for you to work through. All right. That is it for me this morning. I've got to get going off and running in my day. I will see you guys on Monday. We will take a look at the week ahead. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Make it so, right? Uh, take care, everybody. And um, thank you for showing up here this morning with me. And I hope to have Asa back with me on Monday. It will be nice to have her with us. Take care. Bye for now.